This is FastFirms.com, the end-to-end law firm marketing company providing comprehensive marketing services to the legal industry in Australia and the United States. Whether your firm needs a website, online marketing, print services, outdoor advertising, or even a mobile app, we can help. Reach out to us at FastFirms.com. Today, I'm joined by David Ash from Transfirm, who helps organisations like law firms meet those challenges. David Ash from Transfirm, welcome. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me on your podcast. David, tell us a little bit about Transfirm. Well, Transfirm was established to help businesses keep up in a changing world. I think we all know as individuals just how hard it is to keep up, and firms, of course, find this even more challenging because they've not only got to keep up, but they've actually got to lead in order to have a sustainable advantage. And that's what Transfirm helps companies do, is to uh, stay ahead of the game and uh, meet that challenge. And, and that's a challenge that doesn't just apply to the legal profession, but it applies to uh, just about every industry sector. And our clients come from a diverse range of industries, such as law, economy, bioscience, manufacturing, industrial relations. We've got some non-government organisations as clients, construction, where all industries are finding this a challenge and transfers there to help them. And it's not only a conversation around digital disruption, is it, really? I mean, we, we, we talk often about digital because it's uh, up front, centre, right in our face, and particularly in the legal space, of course, where there's lots and lots of startups. But it's a, it's a broader conversation about organisations just being agile enough to um, be uh, or, or stay abreast of change generally. Well, exactly. I mean, if you have to think about your typical approach to strategy, Considering change in the external environment is, 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 is critical and, and, and IT and the digital age is just one of those changes. I mean, you've also got um, legislative changes and all sorts of changes in the environment. And I think, I think the trap that, that a lot of people face is seeing the obvious change in the digital age. Um, law firms and, and certainly other industries, they tend to think, well, okay, we need to do something here. So they get hold of their IT department and they ask them to make something cool happen. Unfortunately, though, what you've sort of done is you've, you've sent your IT department off to do something, and they'll do something quite good, usually that'll create some efficiency, but it's not necessarily going to give you the, the uh, strategic response you need to a changing world, or certainly not going to help you craft the business model you need to get you through the next three to five years. You know, we see it often at this end, uh, David, in terms of uh, firms who see this sort of tectonic shift happening within the legal industry, and they jump to the conclusion that it's actually a marketing conversation or a marketing piece. So if we if we, if we get more Facebook likes, if we really get good on social media, if we blog more often, then we're actually going to transform our firm. And as a result, we're going to be on the front foot in terms of dealing with this uh, digital disruption. But... Uh, it's a much broader conversation and deeper conversation than just that, isn't it? As you've evidenced in, in your, uh, you know, the, the metaphor of the uh, of the IT, um, you know, department being given the, the role of uh, re-engineering the firm, it, it needs to go deeper, doesn't it? Definitely, and I think just like um, the digital age shows up on the the um, opportunities and threats side of strategy. Likewise, the marketing stands out in the strengths and weaknesses. When you look internally in a company, you know, naturally you think, I need more sales. What are our marketing people doing? And then, of course, many people think, well, let's put the two together. Let's do some digital marketing and 
but and away we go. Often the results are just um, are not going that way. And it is a broader and it is a much deeper conversation. Um, manufacturing processes, I suppose, uh, themselves uh, historically have been left out of a conversation in relation to other industries. But I mean, there's been some sort of you know research and and and, and writing in recent times by by people who say that you know the manufacturing processes do have a place to play in the likes of law firms or in the professional services industry generally um, is is sort of manufacturing process a, a bedrock that you see as, as being something that you know um, that, that you can garner and bring into new industries generally well that's a great question and, and I think the best way to approach it is this way that um, once you've understood your strategy or you've got a fair idea of what you want to do, then the firm has to deliver that strategy. And everything in the firm actually gets done through a process from, from how, how floors are mopped by the cleaner to how we greet clients when they walk in the door. That's just the nature of organisational life, that organisations are people doing things and their processes. Um, so I guess... What, what, what we need to understand then is that if we want to actually achieve anything as an organisation and execute a strategy, then, then it's processes, it's people doing things that's going to create that execution. So what we might, might as well do is manage the process because those processes are taking place anyway. So we don't necessarily have to make the analogy of, hey, this is how a manufacturing process works, let's put that into a legal firm. But because I think that's quite frightening um, in and to, to sort of grasp initially because you're thinking, well, hang on, we're not a sausage factory. We're not making steel parts here. But I think that the commonality is that as a law firm, these processes are at work and they should be customer-focused and why don't we use that as our point of managing how we execute our strategy. So, David... And, you, and there's yeah. a similarity, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does that, does that make sense? That does make sense. So, so in terms of the legal industry, um, what do you see law firms uh, getting wrong in striving to respond to, you know, these changes that are happening in the in the, in the the landscape? Well, I, I think um, there are two things that uh, law firms are struggling with. And uh, the first one we touched on, and, and that is, Considering um, change as something that has to happen in the digital world, it's a confusion between what's a process and what's some IT technology. And I think what we what what we need to do to avoid that is think of process as a higher level creative design step. Once you've designed a process, then you can put in place some IT to automate certain parts of it. And it's worth noting that many processes actually don't require any IT steps at all. How you interview someone, how you sit down with a client for the first time and take them through a case, that's never going to require a huge amount of IT, but it's a very critical process to, to get right. So that's the first one, to not confuse technology with process thinking. And I think the second one is... Um, 
taking too long to start. There's a certain tradition and hierarchy in the legal profession, and it's served it well for, for many generations. But I think the current crop of partners and senior associates will, will need to uh, be brave and work together to try and challenge some of these uh, professional norms. And I think sometimes that's what creates the delay. How do I start? How do I, how do I take a, 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 an organisation with these professional norms and start having a conversation around business models and strategy? How do we take the, the, the minds in our firm and get them to start thinking as designers of what the organisation is going to look like? And if you don't address that quickly enough, of course, with the rate of change today, you can find yourself on the back foot. So they're the two things, confusing IT and good process and um, taking too long to respond, which is difficult with the hierarchy that often exists in a legal firm. Yeah, and I suspect it also emanates from uh, the legal profession generally. I mean, we're, we're trained as lawyers to be sort of, you know, quite risk averse. And um, so, you know, change uh, or innovation uh, doesn't probably uh, fit um, extraordinarily well with lawyers. And so yeah, that, that may well, actually, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And I, th- I think what we expect our lawyers to do day in, day out is, is to put up an argument and take an adversarial position and hold it and then maybe negotiate a settlement. But if you think about it, collaborative sort of process design thinking is, 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 is the antithesis to that. It's really about how do we get a group of people not to hold fast positions but to contribute knowledge, collaborate and ultimately agree. And I find that working with law firms, that's the trick, is um, needing the facilitation so that people can look at it through that lens and feel comfortable agreeing with each other. Mm-hmm. David, the starting point, where does, it, where does it all start for a firm that um, is prepared to look at their processes or, or, or prepared to think about redesigning their processes? Well, look, I think... I think um, I think the starting point needs to be a strategy discussion. Now, if you're very clear about your strategy, then you can move to the next step, which is a, which is to select a process and redesign it. But I think um, what I'd be doing if you were working with a law firm who was who had, had made that mental step that, yes, we're going to um, take on some of these challenges that the external environment environments put into us. I would actually um, take the strategy, no matter how good it is, and get the senior partners together and start talking about have we got it right for the next three years? Because there's no point doing anything with IT and there's certainly no point doing anything with process redesign until you know what you're trying to execute. So what I mean by that is if you... Uh, were you had a business strategy to do some really to deliver some real low cost efficient services then then you'd know you needed processes that would deliver that and that would look completely different to if you had a business strategy that said we're going to focus on a very um, difficult niche in the legal profession and we're going to be the leaders in this jurisdiction in that case, you probably have processes that would support your best lawyers' minds to, and recruit them to make that happen and build big 
customer relationships. So the starting point is clarifying the strategy. And this next point is let's design the process we need to execute that. The process design step um, can be facilitated through a two-day process re-engineering workshop. And it's not a technical discussion, which is great. It can be done with post-it notes. It can be done in a fairly structured way. Mm. And you can bring the creative minds to bear. So that's, that's, that's where I'd start. And, and there are always those creative minds in firms, isn't there? You know, like I think, uh, yes, the profession may well be risk-averse, but there's, there is a bunch of great ideas that, um, you know, practitioners, uh, senior associates and partners do have, uh, you know, in relation to this. Uh, they just need to be sort of extricated out and uh, perhaps ventilated and um, given a bit of traction. That, that is indeed right. If, if there's something that the legal profession's really got on their side in dealing with this stuff, it's the creativity that... I've um, always enjoyed what's come out of the legal profession. There's some very good, clever and creative minds, whereas other industries find that more of a challenge. So, David, if, say, for example, a firm was, you know, uh, entertaining the idea of, um, you know, providing a suite of, say, fixed-fee legal services, for example, across across the, the, the full spectrum of some of their um, practice areas, um, invariably they might just uh, jump straight in and, and say, okay, you know, as of uh, next Friday, we're now going to do fixed fees on A, B, C, D and E. Uh, a, a better way to look at that would be to examine the strategy that underpins that and the processes accordingly. Is that what you're sort of saying at a practical level? Yes, at a practical level, what I'm saying is clarify the strategy, hmm. document visually the processes that we need to make that strategy happen. Hmm. The next step is let's implement it in the organisation. And of yeah. course by having the key players in the firm involved in the first two steps, then the implementation becomes a lot easier. But there's some tricks and techniques to implementation. I think, I think one of the problems is that uh, when it comes to internal projects in any company, they're very difficult when people think they're not a problem. We, we, this never ceases to make in the construction industry. We get people in the construction industry who are absolutely perfect builders of high-rise buildings, for example. And they project manage things particularly well, but when it comes to making a change in their own business, they, they won't follow the same sort of project management. And I think that's a step that we can't forget. Once we've got the strategy clear, once we've got the processes mapped, then the third step is implement it, and implement it with the same sort of um, rigour as if you were building a house because things need to get done and people need to be trained and then you need to test and launch. And if you do it in that way, what you'll find is your internal change will actually result in a successful delivery of what you're trying to do, whereas there's lots of studies to show that um, most internal projects tend to not... They tend to under-deliver. And it's because I think people don't take the... the, um, the those three steps in that sequence. Strategy, process, project implementation. You know, I think smart firms out there listening to this podcast will, you know, readily grasp at that sort of methodology because... um, 
a, it makes sense, but 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 two, uh, it leads to um, you know outcomes. Uh, or anticipated outcomes that have been well thought out, you know, rather than sort of jockeying from, you know, A to Z or, or A to B and then the K and then back to B, you know, there's a sort of a methodical way of preparing for um, a, a new creative piece uh, within the firm or a new innovation or a new whatever it is, uh, which, which I think it, it, it plays well in terms of methodology of, of how lawyers think generally. Yeah, and I think I think I think what's great about it too is you actually build competence in your organisation to do it again and again and again. And you know, this, this, we talk a lot about in business circles these days that it's not the fastest or the quickest that survive; it's the most adaptable. And a good way to consider that, that is the ability to revisit your strategy, to visually redesign your processes as a team so that you agree with them, and then rapidly but um, uh, completely implement and take to market. And of course, once you do that, you come back and you do it again, like with a different, a different market sector or a different process you're working with. But I think that becomes the, the core competence that you bring inside your organisation around adaptability, and it's that adaptability that ensures survival. So... To me, the real value in this is not necessarily getting it right the first time. It's getting practice at that sequence of revisit strategy, visually design your processes and implement. And I'd say to us, a firm, if, if, if you're finding this a bit scary, pick something small and start with that and, get, and, and build that confidence in your team because you're going to have to do it over and over again as every industry does now in order to survive and prosper and uh, be a leader. So that to me is the higher, the higher purpose of this. Going back to your original question about would you take manufacturing processes into law firm? Yes, I would for that middle step. Yeah. But for the, pur- but for the purpose of adaptability and survival, mm. not for any other purpose, not to try and turn lawyers into cookie cutters. Yeah. So, David, with your work with firms, where, what, at what entry point does Transfirm like to start? Well, sometimes we... Um, we have clients come to us and they say, look, we're really clear in our strategy and done quite a bit of work but, and now we want you to help us redesign the processes and we'll enter at that point. Other people say, look, we want to actually test our strategy and test our business model and do some work at that point. And um, generally, once we do that, the firms uh, come and uh, ask for some sort of collaborative work together to implement And I think that's probably one thing we do differently. We're not really a consulting firm. What we do is we work, we have a business model where we work as a collaborative partner with our clients to interject some of the um, skills and experience needed around revisiting strategy, visually designing processes and implementing. And once we do that with them, usually once they've got the competencies and they can do it by themselves. So how do people reach out to you? Look, um, the best way, we have a, a, a website, www.transfirm.com.au. Uh, uh, there's a phone number on there, but the best thing to do is, is uh, if anyone listening to your podcast wants to call me directly, then they can just pick up the phone, 0409 491 360. That's my mobile. Happy to, uh, 
have a conversation. We love sharing. So if you want to view anyone, any of your listeners want a, a perspective from outside of their industry, then we'd be happy to share that. Fantastic. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for listening. If your law firm needs help with a website, online marketing, print services, outdoor advertising, or even a mobile app, we can help. We are a leading law firm marketing company providing a one-stop shop for all your marketing needs. Reach out to us at fastfirms.com.